Hey y'all and welcome to The Monster in My Closet. Today we're going to be talking about haunted hotels in our spooky podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jen. And we are going to get started with, okay, so I want to tell you the story first about the chiropractor's office. Okay. Um, so I went to the chiropractor the other day and we got into this like fun conversation Um about so it all started with um one of the ladies there actually was like hey I totally saw a little ghost boy earlier today and I was like what are you talking about and so in the rec room she said she saw a little ghost boy um and nobody everybody's like no we didn't see him but then another girl saw a little boy sitting over there like in the rec room just sitting there just chilling and so we got into this whole conversation about how we're all made of light and there's no dark spirits. And that led to a a beautiful conversation about Hitler. And so we were like, wait, so there's no bad souls. Well, what about Hitler? And so then we had that whole conversation. And, and at some point, one of the other people like at the chiropractor's office who was getting like East M turned and was like, well, what about narcissistic people? And I'm like, oh, good. This is like a full, like everybody's involved now. (laughs) And so, so she was like, what about narcissistic people? And I was like, I mean, it just depends. I mean, tell me more. And she's like, yeah, like with narcissists, like you can really tell, like when you look in their eyes and they're talking to you and they go black and I'm like, that's demons demons. possession yeah Yeah, that's that is not a narcissist i was like now we need exorcism so so it's a whole thing and i'm like sorry your friend needs an exorcist (laughs) that's kind of where it left but it all started from them seeing the little boy in the actual office and nobody else has seen it but um but yeah so that was a fun conversation i was like i have got to bring this (laughs) to our podcast to share because that's just amusing. I just told a lady that her friend is possessed. So I mean, that's sound advice. So she really needs to get that looked at because yes. that's concerning. Maybe a Native American shaman. We're just going full on dead files now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I also have a story for you. Okay. It is not a haunting, but it made me very angry. So so we go to the library on a regular basis because we are bookish people. Mm -hmm. And um, this last time that we went, I wasn't planning on getting a book for myself because I have a growing stack of books at home that I need to read. But I was getting books for the kids. And typically, like, they'll go and they'll be playing with their dad and I'm, like, looking for books and they'll, like, come back and forth or whatever. And then as I'm looking for it, like, I was looking for, like, Halloween-ish ones and I see something about like my first ghost or whatever is like their book and then I was like oh okay and then I was like thinking I was like maybe I should go like look for a book for myself that is like haunted hotels or something like that so I can get inspiration for this week's episode yeah and um nothing like particular in mind but like went and looked up on the computer um what they had that was like there and found like a couple of titles that looked intriguing so I go upstairs to go to like the grown-up section to go um look for these books and I'm looking for the first one and I find like the first one I'm looking at is more intriguing and it's not necessarily specifically hotels it's just like like America's most haunted places or something along those lines was was the title right so I'm looking through all of the like 
um, like looking at the little little book code, and I'm finding it, and I go in the aisle, and this guy like swoops in behind me, right, and I'm just like, okay, we're gonna see where this goes. So I'm sitting there, like I find the spot where my books are, and he's looking at books right next to me that he clearly isn't actually wanting to be looking at, and it's like, okay, are you? being weird around me or am I in your spot and you're doing the whole like I'm gonna look at this granola in the grocery store like I want it but really I want the fruit loops that you're in front of so I'm just like letting it fly and I'm like look I need to be here he can say something to me if he wants to say something to me but I'm definitely not saying anything and then I'm looking at the books and like so okay so I'm gonna break this down a little bit so like the whole aisle is like the aisle of books right and then each section is a bookshelf right and then there's like the individual shelves okay. right so I'm standing in front of like the the tall set of bookshelves right yeah yeah and I'm looking at the one shelf that has like the ghost stories on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, like, is standing there for a while. I'm still looking at him at the corner of my eye. And, like, I'm looking for the book and it's not there. It says it's, it says it's supposed to be on the shelf, but it's not there. So I'm just, like, looking through seeing, like, is it just in the wrong spot? Um, and then when I still don't see it, I'm just, like, picking up other books individually and looking through them to see, like, well, well, well one of these work anyways. Yeah. yeah. And, like, opening them up, looking through, like, the, like the, um, table, of the table of contents and seeing what I can find. And then the guy leaves the aisle. I'm like, cool. I can like relax a little bit. The introvert doesn't have to be all squeezed up in here. And he just runs to the other side of the aisle and comes to the other. So now he's standing immediately next to me on my other side. Um, So he like left the aisle and then went in the other side. Right. And then he goes, excuse me. And then shoves his hand in the shelf, like his hands, scoops out half the shelf and like fiddles with the things. He like knocks over a whole bunch of books while he's doing this and then takes them all and leaves. And I'm just looking at the shelf that I was just looking at, clearly taking books on and off of, and just like mouth agape, like, what? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to let this go. Maybe he's working on a project or something, and he doesn't want to like come back and forth and bother me. And so I let it go, and I go find the other book, and the other book's more like a true crime that happened at a hotel versus yeah. like a haunting at a hotel. I was like, I don't think this is going to work for me. Maybe another episode. So then I go downstairs, and I like let my husband know, like, that was a bust. It's not going to work. And he's like, well, well, and I'd like walked around upstairs too at the yeah. table. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just see, like, if he is grabbing like books in bunches like that, maybe the book I want is on his table. Yeah. Um, and I'll just see if. Like, if I can have it. So did you go stalk his table? No. So I walked around. He's not up there. I can't find him. So then I go downstairs and I go and I tell my husband and I'm like, like, well, that was a bust and it didn't work. And then he tries to, you know, Superman up and like, well, I'll go talk to him. I'll go find him. It's like, no, like if I really wanted that book, if I knew I wanted, like if it was a haunted hotels book, I'd go find him or I'd let you find him or whatever. But I I don't, I don't know the book's even going to work. So I'm just going to let it go. We can leave. I'll like... I'll find something. I ended right. up going and spending way more money than I needed to at a bookstore um, yeah. for something that's not helping me in this episode. So, <laughs> and then um, as we're leaving, it turns out this this kid is like right next to me using the self-checkout for the books. Oh. And he can't even get any of them because he has a five book limit and he's already checked out five books. Oh, my God. And I'm, first of all, I'm like, how do you have a five-book limit? I have a 45-book limit. I have 45 books. So why? how do you only have five? What did you do? What if, <laughs> I don't what trust if you with these books. What if he's just a klepto? What if he's like I a klepto But then he was like arguing the with the library clerk about like why he should be able to check out more books. And I'm just like, dude, like you're not going to get anywhere with this. And then I was just like, 
if he had handpicked those books, yeah. I wouldn't have been annoyed. He could have taken the same number of books. He could have taken more books. Yeah. If yeah. he handpicked the books yes. and like knew what titles he was getting. But he just like shoved, like it was like a cartoon. Like he just shoved his arms into the shelf and just like scooped out the books and ran away. And I was just like, <laughs> what is happening? So yeah, there was a big okay. jerkhead at the library that stole all the books. So I wasn't able to get any books from the library that day. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, hopefully, well, he, I was going to say hopefully he got something out of them, but he didn't, he didn't. because he couldn't. he couldn't check them out. He had a five book limit. Were you, <laughs> you know, how do you not know that you already have five books and how do you not know that you have a five book limit? It would have been awesome if you would walk over and as he's arguing with them, just go over well, and, and shove your hands left, in and grab the, he all left of them the and books run. at the, sh- the self-checkout and like walked around to the other side of the desk to like hover <laughs> over the library clerk while she's like explaining to him yeah. what books he already has and why he can't have any more. Yeah. Like, I thought about it for a second, but my daughter was like starting to have a meltdown because she really wanted the snake book that I was looking at. And she was uh-huh. like, I want and I'm like, well, we can get it in the car. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, please. <laughs> I just think that would have been so, like, hilarious if you would have just run up and, like, pushed him out of the way. And, like, Excuse me. And grabbed all <laughs> of them and ran back up the stairs and, and like, put them on the well, shelf. Well, and the thing, too, is, like, the, the way that the, the library is, it's, like, the updated um, yeah. checkout where you just have to set the books on the platform and they automatically check out. So I would have, I could have, like, what? literally, yeah, like, they have chips in them. So you, like, set, so you can set up to, like, a stack of books. And I think at this library, it's four books at a time. You just set them on top of, like, the desk after you've, like, scanned your library card and it, like, automatically checks them out. Oh, so that I get like less a than... Place. Yeah, if I get less than four books, I don't even take them out of, like, my bag. I just set my whole bag on the, like, my book bag on the thing and then leave. That sounds magical. It is. I love it. And because of that, they also check in automatically. So it doesn't matter. Like, the library closes and your book is due that day. You put it through the book drop, like, the nightly book drop, and it still goes through a computer and scans. So it still registers that you checked it in that day. interesting. Okay. That's awesome. We got to do haunted libraries at some point so we can just talk about libraries all day. I mean, I'm still going to keep talking about libraries. (laughs) They have after hours book pickup too. Like they have like package lockers for books. So you can go in and like you have a book to check out and you can like check your book out after hours. That's awesome. I don't do that because I like to go in the library and spend excessive amounts of time there. But yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I like the library. Library is good. It's better than the bookstore because then I don't spend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But then I have to take them back. So it does make me sad. That's it. And, and I like to collect books, so I feel like I need to have a good, like, differentiation between why I'm going to the library. Am I going to collect books or am I going to actually read books? So like, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get rid of books so that, you know, going into tiny life again, right? So, like, yeah. I'm trying to get rid of books. And I've gotten rid of four. And it's very okay. hard. No, I haven't gotten rid of four. That's a lie. I got rid of three. And it's very hard for me, even though I don't like these books. Like I read yeah. these books for like a book club and I was like, these aren't it for me. I don't like these books. I'm never going to read them again. Some of them I didn't even finish. And I still struggled with getting them, giving them away. Yeah. yeah. I gave them away in a little free library. I have taken four books from that little free library. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to replenish. I, yeah. And I, I, so I still have. And then I bought three books um, yesterday. Okay. I am up seven, <laughs> down three. <laughs> that's uh, that's my kind of math mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. there. So okay, so so this episode we're talking about haunted hotels, mm-hmm. and we are focused on a couple of different ones. One that's well known, and then one that my mom had a had a story from, um, and then 
Um, so I, I don't want to jump into my mom's story because that's what I did last time and it's kind of short. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go first? I or? will go first. Okay. I'm going to be long-winded too because I went down a rabbit hole with this one. Ooh, I like rabbit holes. Um, especially when there's furry rabbits in them. Unless there's spiders. If there's no. spiders, no thank you. No. Did I tell you about, oh my gosh, here we go again. Did I tell you about going to the pet store with Ember? Mm-mm. She wants a snake. She wants one real bad. Yeah. Um, she... So we like went to the pet store to get a harness for Yaga. Um, yeah. That's my dog. I don't put harnesses on my children. It's my dog. Um, and <laughs> uh, although toddler leashes might be a good, you thing know, I see, I see the benefit, Disney. especially with my two running different directions at all times. Um, but we went to get one, and like the snakes were really active. So she's looking at the snakes, and she was like, "Ooh, a snake! Ooh, look at that!" And she's like, "Is that venomous?" I'm like no baby you don't take venomous snakes for pets you can't you can't do that oh, I want a venomous one like, no we're not getting a snake <laughs> she's insistent that's funny yeah, yeah the book that she was crying about at the library was about snakes yes so I don't know what I did wrong <laughs> but so I am talking about the Crescent Hotel Um, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Um, So this hotel claims to be one of the most haunted places in America. And most people who spend time there um, do have experiences. So a little bit about the history of it before we get into the ghosty of it. Uh, Before, hold on. How did they decide what is the most haunted? Like, like all these places are like best pie ever, right? I mean, "Mm." I feel like when something's a matter of opinion... You get to say whatever you want. This is so, true. This is true. There's not a way to prove now, it. They so. are on like a lot of lists and like they've been featured in a lot of like shows and movies and stuff yeah. like that that are like non-fiction stuff, like documentary yeah. stuff. So they do have a lot of notoriety. Like they have legit stuff. Yeah, but it's just claiming the most. Yeah. I feel right. like. I would like a decathlon where the haunted houses have to go through a uh, rigorous like appraisal process to figure out which is actually the most haunted. That would be a fun uh, show. I don't want to be on that team, though. I don't want that job. Oh, no. I just want to watch it. Yeah. 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 We can do that. We can do that. Well, when we get big and we have all this producer money, yeah, we'll make we'll make that show happen. Yeah. Yes. And we will stay far away from all the... We'll bring in Zach Baggins. <laughs> we'll bring in Amy Adams. Yeah. Yes. There you all go. The, all the legits. Oh, what if it's like a, go- like a ghost off and you like have all the <laughs> hunters in there... <laughs> like hunting and it's like which one's the best so and and then it's well, like then we're telling them it's we're trying to find the most haunted place but really we're trying to find the best team right but then zach baggins is just gonna yell at everyone to shut up so well, that he so can talk louder and then he'll pass out so that he gets all the attention <laughs> <laughs> and it's we'll get the portals so the website <laughs> the crescent hotel opens with is it a portal (laughs) it's like that's paraphrasing but like definitely like it's like is there a portal to the other side yeah which i thought was like oh i'm doing this one (laughs) um so it was built in 1886 as a resort for the rich and famous um it did fall into disrepair though um and then in 1908 it was purchased um and ran as the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women until 1924 when they closed their doors. It was purchased again in 1930 and ran for a grand total of four years as a junior college. 
After that, it was leased as a summer hotel um, until it was purchased in 1937 by Norman Baker. And then he had it until 1940. Um, well, I think he might have had it for longer than that, too. But in 1940, federal charges were brought against him and he went to prison for four years. Um, and then it was purchased in 1946 by John R. Constantine, Herbert E. Shutter, Herbert Byfield, and Dwight Nichols. Um, and then in March 15th, 1967, the hotel nearly burned to the ground. Um, and at this point in time, um, like in 1967, only Dwight was still alive. Um, and I meant to go back and look to see like what happened to the other owners to see like, was it just like natural causes? Cause like, that's only 20 years. So like, I don't of feel like you're going to, right. Um, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Like, so the other three guys, I don't know what happened to them. But there was a Constantine involved. There was a Constantine involved. Oh, so that's, that's bringing some more weight to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bringing some more weight to it. But um, what did Norman Baker do to get federal charges? So he was brought into charges for mail fraud, um, which was, I guess, the best thing that they could get him for okay. at the time. Interesting. Um, but he was, he was a mess. Okay. okay. He was a mess. Um, and then in 1997, Marty and Elise who I feel like have the vowels and consonants in the wrong places in their name. Um, R-O-E-N-I-G-K. R-O-E-N-I-G-K. Rognick. Rognick. <laughs> okay. So Marty and Elise Rognick. 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 Bought the hotel for $1.3 million. They spent over six years um, fully restoring it um, and then marty unfortunately passed away in 2009 after a fatal car accident oh and elise still owns the hotel as far as i could tell yeah now backing up the history a little bit norman baker so he's the one who had it in um the 30s from 1937 mm-hmm. through 1940 ish okay. um, so for three years He's the one who gives the hotel most of its, like, claim to fame. So, obviously, like, anything that's got high traffic. So, like, schools, hospitals, ho- hotels, which this was all of those things, yeah. um, tend to have hauntings because there's just so many people that come in and out. And that's just so much energy. Um, even if they don't, like, if there's not, like, deaths there because yeah. it's just so much, like, residual energy and stuff that goes through. But this had death for all of it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so like already a haunted place probably to begin with. And then Norman Baker shows up. Um, he had his um, like start. He was the youngest of a bunch of kids. I want to say he had like he was one of 10 and he was the youngest oh, one. Wow. But his family was rich. So he's like typical rich white guy. He can get yeah. away with everything. Um, and... Um, that poor woman i know right i don't like and i didn't look into that part at all because i was just like there was so much and i was just like writing everything down yeah my hand was cramping and i was like i'm gonna abbreviate it all we're going (laughs) (laughs) um and so i don't know if those are like all the like full siblings or anything like that but he owned many businesses under both the name baker or tangley um and then he did vaudeville Okay. Um, and that was like a performance type thing. Um, it's like, um, what is it called? Like, not mentalist stuff. That's a show. Right. But um, 
I, I kind of know what you're right, talking like about. Like psych stuff, like yeah. trying to like fake psychic things um, and basically reading the room and making people believe that you're hypnotizing them and stuff like that. Um, but he was a charlatan. And um, why are you showing me a charlatan? Yes. Okay. You're showing me a, shine, a sign that says, do you want cheese? <laughs> I always want cheese. I, mean, what kind of a question? I don't want to interrupt you while you're talking. And I'm like, the answer to cheese is always yes. Sean is asking me. Um, okay. So vaudeville, he, so he was part of this whole psychic, like, traveling show and it was a show he was a charlatan yeah he was a charlatan um in 1924 he got into radio broadcasting Mm -hmm. um and he was always in like litigation of various types because a lot of the things that he did with the radio um broad broadcasting is broadcasting is he would tear down bigger businesses um and just say horrible things about them um to try and like gain um, momentum for like smaller businesses, right? right. So um, it was like the the um, slander marketing, right? Slander or something. marketing, one hundred percent. He published a magazine. He became the president of a publishing company. Um, then he got a traveling campaign bus. We could have been bus buddies. Um, and he was in demand as a speaker for populist causes. Um, so he would denounce. Like, people would pay him to go and denounce other things. So some of the things he denounced were, like, mandated cattle TB tests and water yeah. fluoridation. Florid, fluoridation. I think that's I said that right. Is that, like, to add fluoride yes. to the water or something? Okay. Yes. And then he um, denounced vaccines and aluminum cookware, and he claimed that that caused half of all cancers. Um, so he was just oh. saying, like, these outrageous things about these, like, companies and stuff. Yeah. And then in 1932, Baker organized the United Farm Federation of America and gave himself a permanent honorable position and drew a salary from that, um, which also caused another lawsuit. And then this federation was used mostly for lobbying. Um, And then Charles Ozias alleged he had a cure for cancer, um, even though his quote unquote cure killed five people. Oh, and had yeah. no no successes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I think that was the end of my official notes. And then I was like, I just got to take screenshots. Well, and I know we watched the Ghost Adventures. And that, is that where I'm guessing that's where they had the weird thing where they have the you take the cancer part out. And it's like, but if that's the liver, you're dead. Right. So this so Charles, this Charles guy is not the same guy. He's not Baker. Um, but okay. Baker saw this and said, I can monetize that. So he starts doing it. He brings a guy that was like working with him and starts doing this himself and sets up in Iowa doing this. Um, And then um, I don't know if you've known, and like he starts like selling this cure for cancer for high dollar. Yeah. Um, And then Iowa ends up running him out of of the state because I don't know if you noticed in all of that history, but at no point did he go to medical school. Right. right. So he is not a doctor, but claiming that he can cure cancer. Um, and these, this, um, oh dear, um, this thing that he was injecting into people um, was made up of, mostly he was having people drink the spring water, like the, the natural Eureka spring water. Yeah. yeah. And saying that that was going to help cure them. And then, here it is. It was an injection of a mix of common substances, including corn silk, watermelon seeds, 
clover, water, carbolic acid, and then he would inject that into people's tumors um, and said that that was going to cure them of cancer. And he would give them these injections multiple times a day. He sold it for high dollar. Um, he was making... Um, so he didn't keep records and that was part of the problem that's why people don't really know for sure how many deaths to attribute to him because he didn't right. keep any kind of records he yeah. didn't keep any um monetary records either so it was basically said that people were like basically bringing him money and it was like tucked away into suitcase and whisked away in the middle of the night um so nobody really knows what was going on but that sometimes it was reported that he was bringing in as much as a hundred thousand dollars a month oh, wow. um and that him and um hoxie who was the guy who he brought in to do this with yeah at some points we're making um like $500,000 a year or something like that, wow. I think I read. And this is in the in 1930s. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a lot That's of a money. a lot of money. Um, and basically telling people, like, well, do you want to live? Well, you got you to gotta pay the bill. Yeah. Um, and then um, Iowa ran him out. So he comes to the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sets up there doing the same thing. And there's like, um, and he's using the radio broadcast system to announce across the nation that this is something that he's doing um, and bringing people in from all over the place to give them this treatment that's a total hoax. Yeah. Um, and people are coming here probably spending like their last dollars just hoping to save their lives or save their loved ones. Yeah. And it's ab they're drinking water and putting nonsense into their bodies. Yeah. Um, and then when the medical um, field was coming at him saying like, you can't do this. Yeah. Like yeah. this is not causing harm. Yeah. You're like, you're hurting people and you're not helping people. Um, he went on slander campaigns against them. Yeah. yeah. And it would go of back course. and forth and there was lots of lawsuits back and forth. Um, and then, um, nobody knows where he kept the money um he accumulated hundreds of thousands of dollars um and he kept them all over the place and they were only known to him and his new accomplice Thelma Ute Yant okay um and that postal inspectors believe that he cleared about five hundred thousand dollars in one year um he also sued the person who helped him to start out like the the Haxley guy um sued him but because everyone already knew this guy to yeah. be a, a quack like his case fell through right. and um um and he was like i'm pretty sure he was in prison already when he was like suing that guy um yeah. and then baker <laughs> got reminds, to keep all of the like all of the money from that part and then um, it reminds me of joe exotic yes <laughs> it totally felt like that um like a rich one though yes <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, a rich one and then um he sued him and then like, but I'm like, okay, but you're like going after this guy and you're saying like, oh yeah, he's a quack, but like you hired him. Yeah. yeah. So like, sorry that my sage advice, my sage wisdom was not there to like, right. The guy who hired the quack is still a quack. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like you knowingly hired him. Exactly. Um, and then, um, so he, it's believed currently on some of the websites I said, like it says, like we'll never really know how many deaths to attribute to him, but they yeah. believe that about 44 people died at the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. Um, but hundreds of, or uh, I think it said at least 100 people had come forward um, to give testimony afterwards saying that their loved ones passed away shortly after going to the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Or to the to the hospital. Okay. Um, and... So they shortly passed away after, right. so they attributed Because if nothing to else, like, even if he wasn't doing something, like, if, if what he was injecting them wasn't poison, and, like, he was, like, performing surgery on these people, um, and he's not a doctor, so, like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't understand how they let him go and couldn't get him for anything else. Well, um, well I feel like that, like, I feel like that happened a lot back then because 
um, because like popular culture has that mm-hmm. in different like shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like, or like I think The Simpsons has some somebody like that that's like I'm not a doctor but I'm a doctor right and like it's just like but like they let it go for so long and people just kept going and throwing all their money at him yeah and um and so many like so even if he's not doing anything though like he's not helping these people either and they're spending right. all of their money not getting treatment um so and then um yeah and then he just keeps going back and forth um with how like litigation all over he went to prison for the four years for the mail fraud yeah Yeah. Um, that's funny that that's all they got on him and then i don't know what what this is um he retired to miami florida and he Uh died on september 10th 1958 of cirrhosis Okay. Cirrhosis. Yeah. Um. At his time of death, he was living abroad a large yacht uh, aboard a large yacht that was once owned by railroad developer Jay Gould, and he's buried in Greenwood Cemetery and Muscantine, Muscantine, next to his sister. And I believe that is in, um, Iowa. Okay. He was known so for they, wearing so he white went suits back to Iowa to be buried. To be buried. Mm-hmm. He was known for wearing white suits, purple shirts, and lavender ties, as well as driving an orchid-colored car. I wonder if some of the popular culture isn't based on his stuff. I think so. Like, the way that they describe him, like, the hat and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Looks like the classic 1930s doctor. Um, Now, it might just be, like, that's what doctors looked like. And he was trying to make himself appear as a doctor. Right. Um, He published two books about himself and his crusade for humanity. Mm. Yeah. So, he was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the... um, hotel boasts a few different ghosts and it was interesting because like you had talked about how we watched the ghost adventures episode about this and some of the things that like i'm reading in like the crescent hotel's website are not the same things that they talked about on the show so i'm wondering like what's new what's old like timelines of this right yeah um and if these are just different things or if things have changed over the years maybe yeah but their website currently talks about um Paranormal encounters um, with children being seen, huddled underneath the morgue's autopsy table, pleading for help. Oh, that mm, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah, I really don't like it. Yeah, no. Um, that's terrible. There's also the reoccurrence of a Baker patient who also served as a hospital assistant, being seen in and around room 419, better known as Theodora's room. But in the episode that we watched, they talked about room was it 218? 218. And it was was it. Alice's no. something. No. no, not that. Sorry. Was it Michael's room? Oh, maybe that was Michael's room. Was it Michael? Yeah. Was that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of so. a mason, a stonemason who had fallen during the construction, and that's the room that he landed in and died. Yes, I think um, that's and he's right. like a mischievous spirit in one of the more yeah. active rooms. See, and I'm I like I'm watching that and hearing you telling me this stuff. I'm like, were you? Is this the right place? And it was. It was totally the right place. Um, and then there's also. Early morning, loud squeaking of wheels in the third floor corridor, accompanied by sightings of a nurse pushing a corpse-laden gurney down the hallway. Oh, only yeah. Only to see it vanish into thin air. The gurney sounds mm-hmm. happened. So the gurney sounds happened in the show, and it was just like the radiator, the radiator. pipes. So I don't yeah. know if this is the same thing or if this is something different. Because some people are saying they're seeing the nurse pushing the gurney. Oh, they're seeing the nurse. Okay, okay. Um, and there's also numerous conversations with former patients um, when people are listening via an EMF ghost meter during like ghost investigations or recording on their phones and things like that and they'll hear stuff um 
but yeah, it's been on tons of shows um, and doing like all kinds of stuff. And this was definitely published after Ghost Adventures because the, the Ghost Adventures is listed as one of the things that have been here. Oh, so. okay. Um, but yeah, and then like the Ghost Adventures also talked about the the lady in the mist who was yes. um, believed to be a college student um, when the when it was a woman's when it was college. a women's college oh. that fell or was pushed or jumped yeah. from the third story balcony on the it was the east side or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and wasn't quite clear. They think that she might have been pregnant, um, but they haven't released information on her on who she is. Like she's mostly legend. Like yeah. they don't have any information about who she is or why it happened or what happened. And people faint on the third floor, so they don't know if that has something to do with right. it. Right. Um, and then of course people see Norman Baker. Yeah. Norman Baker all the time. Yeah. And that was like, yeah. we actually heard what we think was him and some of those recordings. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they had some pretty good stuff on that episode. Um, and then of course, like you have some other stuff. It actually was pretty um, considered like thinking about other episodes and how um, whimsical they can get. I'll say um, that one seemed pretty um, on target. Yeah, and they like had like their moments for sure where yeah. it's just like the drama. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was early. It was early on, I feel, in their show. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was like, yeah, probably 2017, maybe, when they, 2016, 17, um, which I think they were still not super popular at that time. Yeah. But, like, uh, um, Nick was already gone, but they still yeah. have yeah. that kid that has his own show now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I say he's yeah. a kid. He's not a kid. He's yeah. probably like our age. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so, Okay. So we're going to stay there? Is that what you're telling me? No. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what I said, but I like to read about the things and see the things. I don't ah, want to experience And not be the part things. of it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Well, It can be haunted was... over there, and I can be over here not haunted. So... <laughs> I can't punch a ghost. I can't do it. So... <laughs> I can try and I probably won't like it. So, so funny story. I got to tell you this. My cousin Jessica and I, um, I was staying over there and I was, I was grown. I wasn't like fully grown. Right. I wasn't like the age I am now, but I was in my early twenties and I was staying maybe, maybe 19, 20. I was staying over there when her parents were out of town. And so she and I were in, uh, the room, like we stayed in the same bedroom and we heard something in the bathroom and they in the master bath. And we were like, Oh no. Oh no. It's just us. What do we do? <laughs> right. So we come out and, uh, and <laughs> Jessica has like this bat or something to hit people with. And I've got the Bible in my hand and she's like, I have a bat. And I'm like, I have a double edged sword. <laughs> and she's like, what? I go, look, if it's a real person, they're going to be like a sword. Why do you have a double-edged sword? Where did you get that? They're going to be curious, but they're also going to like want to not meet the sword. So there's that. And I said, if it's a demon, they know not to mess with the Bible. So there you go. And she's just like, what? I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. And I don't even remember what it was. I think something just fell, like randomly fell. So definitely not ghost related at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not ghost related at all. It's fine. It's fine. I just scared him off with the, with the double-edged sword. That's all. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so I thought that was funny um so okay so mine is not nearly as as extensive are you that was yeah, it that was right it. okay that was awesome so mine is not nearly as extensive um mine was so th there was this place that was called the robin's nest bed and breakfast mm -hmm. um in austin texas and so right now apparently it's a privately owned thing um where you can 
I, th- I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying to rent it out. I don't know if it's like an Airbnb or what, what it is now. But, um, but you could stay there originally as a bed and breakfast. And so my mom's friend Pete used to work there and had said, hey, some stuff was happening. Um, would y'all want to come investigate? And, you know, my mom and dad used to investigate um, quite a bit. And so they were like, yeah, sure, like free investigation. Let's do it. So they went out and it's off, off, like it's right off the, um, the lake. And so, um, it's like Stewart's point or something right off the lake. So there's water there and, you know, water is a conductor for spiritual energy. So, um, so like, yeah, let's go. So they went and for the most part, it was a pretty chill, like my mom's like, nothing's happening. This is dumb. Like, why are we here? And, um, and eventually like they were just laying in bed, trying to go to bed at like three in the morning. Of course. course. Yep. Always three. So they were laying in bed, trying to go to bed at three and, um, their bathroom door was open and, uh, the light came on and it was like a green light. And so they were like, Oh, okay. And then it turned off, like it turned on and then turned off. And my mom was like, Hey, can you, uh, can you do that again? Like, go ahead and do that again. And so then the green light came back. And then she's like, okay, can you turn it off? And then it went off again. And then it didn't come back on. And so my dad, of course, was like, I got to I gotta try to debunk this because that's, you know, what they did. So dad got up and went in there and it's like, there's no green light. There was nobody in the bathroom. There was no way that a green light could have come on in the bathroom. And so that was kind of their story with that. And so now it's closed. Um, I haven't, like, I tried to do some research on it. I didn't see any other ghost stories from there. I didn't see anybody having really, like, any um, experiences. But I wanted to share that. Um, I felt like it fit with the haunted hotel I feel like theme. because it was a green light that it was Jif. Because it was what? Because it was a green light. My name Jif. <laughs> I thought you were like talking about like a fairy or something. I'm like, what? Who is Jif? No. <laughs> um. So the other um, the other thing I wanted to bring up because I feel like mine was very sad and short. Um, <laughs> but it's I also it was a real experience. Though, like I feel like yes. those always like come across so much better than like yeah. I can go through all the like history all day long, and I can like read the legends but like firsthand accounts I feel yes. are always like so much more like there's so much more energy behind them yeah I feel. yeah there was there was one time that my parents went to one and my mom had just bought new olive oil and um and my and she told dad to grab the olive because they always took oil with them and so my dad grabbed the brand new one instead of the one that was almost gone she was so mad at him. She didn't talk to him for like a day. She was like, you brought the good olive oil. Because they don't bring anything back with them. Like if they take it, they leave it there or they throw it away or, you know, they cleanse it in some way. But they don't bring it back into the house. And so it just cracked me up because I was like, oh, my gosh, you're really angry with him over olive oil. And she's like, yeah, it was a whole bottle. It was expensive. <laughs> uh, it cracked me up. But I wanted to bring up um, another famous hotel which is the Cecil Hotel, back in 2013, I think it became very popular. Like, it, it was it gained notoriety. Like, it was already well-known, but it gained notoriety because of the uh, Alyssa Lamb. Um, I think it's Alyssa. It might be Elisa. Elisa Lamb um, was found dead in the water mm-hmm. um, tank after 19 days after disappearing. Um, and she was 
scene last in the elevator looking like she was talking to someone yeah. and um and just kind of doing weird stuff just acting very erratically right, right. um and ghost adventures actually did a thing on cisa hotel too it was one of the i think it was one of the covid specials actually um maybe or maybe it was I right before that a documentary for it like for that case specifically too yeah like the cecil hotel and i went into some of the history about it too yeah um it was it was crazy yes yeah and so um her official cause of death was um was drowning with and it noted that probably related to bipolar disorder which is what she was like she was supposed to be on medication that it did not appear she had been yeah taking while she was there Right. right and so the erratic behavior probably made it harder and harder yes. to take it the way she was supposed to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, but I wanted to bring that up because next week um, we're going to be talking about the Night Stalker and Richard Maris. And he actually stayed at the CISA Hotel for the weeks that he was actually doing his night stalking. Mm-hmm. Right. And so... Um, I know I said Ghost Adventures did it. Apparently there was like a different energy in that room. Um, so I highly recommend like anybody go watch that. I'll probably go rewatch it before the before the next. And there's tons of information on the Night Stalker. Do we want to both talk about him and just do the whole episode about him? Or do we want to talk about two different people? I would say both talk about him. Right? He's actually on the cover of the book that I just bought. So. Oh, perfect. Okay. I think he's in there. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe I can get... I don't know if she'd be mad if I said that. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, like with the Night Stalker, it was very interesting that he stayed there um, because he, like the fact that he kind of did his stuff during the night and then went and stayed back in the hotel and did whatever mm-hmm. was really just, I guess, interesting. Yeah. Um, that nobody really noticed. Right. Nobody right. kind of took, like, hey, this person's acting well, kind of strange. And there were times in its history where, like, there was some, some, yeah, like, yeah run down mm-hmm. parts. Like, they would have, like, the nice part they'd run out to people, and then they had, like, this super low income stuff that they were doing, and it yeah. was not the best crowd that that, that, that was right. drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess that makes sense back in, back in the 80s. Was it the 80s, right? The, the night star. All right, we'll find out next week if it was the eighties. But <laughs> but back then, like that makes sense that if it was kind of more rundown, because I think I think it's been closed, um, and I think it recently um, was used as a homeless shelter. I think is what I saw. That was an article I saw. Well, one of the things that I saw too was like they would do stuff like that at the same time that it was a running functioning hotel. Yeah. Um, and they just had it on like different floors, um, which I thought was bizarre. Yeah super interesting but um but yeah so next time we're going to talk about night stalker um really get into like serial killers um anything else on your end yeah so we have some socials and things that you guys can look at um we have a um facebook group that's going to be the monster in my closet podcast over on facebook um we can just kind of hang out there we're not really sure entirely how we're going to use the group yet but you can like drop ideas for shows um like topics if you um want or just chat to us about like the things on this episode things like that just a way for us to connect with you guys we might have some bonus content over there sometimes um and then we also have an instagram same thing the monster in my closet podcast over on instagram um we're not instagrammy people so we'll figure out what we're doing with that um as we kind of move forward too um and then we also have an email 
Um, and we would love if you guys would send us your stories, your scary stories, and just um, give us a chance to kind of like read your stories and we'll read that. Like what I'd love if we could get like enough episodes together that we can do, I'm sorry, enough stories together that we could do a whole episode with your guys' stories. Um, and you can send those to the monster in my closet podcast at gmail.com. And if you'll just put um, my scary story in the title, that way we can search for them um, that way and read them. We'd love to like read them blind. So if you'll put that in in the, um, in the like, um, subject line, then we can search for it that way, pull it up, make sure that we're not missing anybody and read your stories blind, um, for one of our episodes. And then we'd also love, love, love if you guys would leave us five-star reviews on whatever platform it is that you're listening to that really helps our show grow. Um, and the more reviews that we have, the more our, um, podcast will get put in front of new people. So please, 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 um, if you have a minute, just take some time to drop us a quick review. We would absolutely love that. Um, so yeah. Thank y'all for joining us as we talked about haunted hotels, the Crescent, the Cecil, and the Robin's Nest bed and breakfast. Um, we appreciate that y'all came to listen to us as we talked about these spooky hotels. Next week, we're going to be talking about um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Very popular. There's lots of documentaries out about him. But until then, make sure you keep an eye on that monster in your closet. It's the such a fright what do you have to fear i always want cheese